The Press Box is here to catch you up on the latest media stories. Hosted by Brian Curtis and David Shoemaker, these guys have the insight on the biggest stories you care about. Check out The Press Box on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's go! Everyone, welcome to Righty's House. Hope you're all safe and well. Today, we're going to talk about Erlen Haaland after his at-trick against Crystal Palace. Scott Parker being sacked by Bournemouth. And some concerns about Aston Villa and Leicester. And my guests are Mayowa Quadri and Flo Lloyd Hughes. What's happening, Mayowa? No, I'm good, man. Right House Junior's back in the house. Well, we miss you, man. How's it going? It's been good. It's been good. It feels like, um, you know, when the season starts, mm. and it's like, you know, you just have to bide your time a little bit, you know. Fixtures are going well. It's just like, you know, man just says, listen, important fixtures running up, coming up. Just stay fit. You'll be in the squad. So, yeah, you know, got the message, you know. I'm hearing, that you, I'm hearing that you never, you, you never done carnival. You, you, you were doing something else. No, I was at Kidzania. <laughs> Some would say the carnival equivalent of the children's that's, world, you yeah, know. Exactly. It's a zania. Yeah. It's, it's insane. Like, you walk in and then there's like a big aeroplane. It's like, oh, let's check you in. And I was like, Excuse me. <laughs> where am I going? To where? But it was um, it was really good fun. Um, I did see some of Carnival passing through. Wow. Um, on, on the train, what was it like? On the train, cool? it was um, yeah, it was. was it, what was the kids? Were the kids frightened? Was they see load of people? What was they it were like? asleep. They actually managed to sleep through all of it, which wow. was really funny. Yeah, really funny. They stepped through all of it. But it was um, it's good to see people happy, man. I mean, the last yeah. time Carnival was on was pre-pandemic. Yeah. Just see people out happy was. Really it was a, it was a vibe to be honest. It was really. You, really were, cool. you had that vantage point, didn't Unbelievable you? vantage point. You know, the thing is, when, when, I, when I go in and you walk along, because I, I kind of had my, my, a mask on, and I thought, no, nah, man, I'm not going to do that, man. I'm just going to walk with my people. <laughs> kind of got intense quick, bro. Really? Yeah, I had to put the mask back on. Um, and then, once you got up there, then you realise I would not be able to be, be amongst that much. Yeah, it's yeah. Not, not for any reason, like, because people recognise you, but... It was too much. It was too. It's many a lot people. of people. Yeah, it was the mass. It kind of, it kind of frightened me a bit. I didn't go this year because I thought I was too old. But then I did get <laughs> massive FOMO yesterday because all my friends went yesterday, and the Instagram stories were flying yeah. in. And then I drove past it on the Westway, and it looked so good. Oh, like it was, it. you know, when everyone slows down for a crash and it like bottlenecks. <laughs> everyone was slowing down, like whoa, yeah. and it looked so good. But all I can think about is. I don't know where I'm going to go to the toilet, and mm. that just stresses me out. Well, like, where where can I pee is <laughs> at the at the forefront of my mind. <laughs> but I, all my friends managed to work it out. But the last time I remember just being like, "Oh, I've got to pee again." Yeah, but that's now. the thing. You don't <laughs> want to be right amongst something like that, and then you want to pee to try and get through a load of people to try and find try and find somewhere to pee. Yeah. And and then you know you you know it's 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 hard. You need to man. basically know someone who lives Jeez. around there. Or like find a friend of a friend of a friend. It's unfortunate to like, for people who live around it. Yeah. Well, you know, they make money from it. Like, yeah, I see they people sell charging like, like ten pounds. Yeah, you can charge like a quid for the toilet, or like like sell red stripe out your front garden or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, I, I but I've, I'm energized. I want to go back now next year. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with twenty five thousand miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles. 
because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. This episode is brought to you by cars.com. When you add your car to your garage on cars.com, you'll unlock access to real-time insights into how much your car is worth. Plus, view its historical and projected value to decide when to sell. So when the time is right, you can secure an instant offer from a local dealership or sell it yourself on cars.com. Start tracking your car's value with your garage on cars.com. Guys, the, um, it's not even no elephant in the room. It's a Tyrannosaurus in the room. Bro. <laughs> we can't, we can't, we've got to talk about Erlen Harlem, bro. We can't beat this guy. <laughs> we can't beat this guy. I'm not joking. It's such, because I, I done, um, I done the match of the day and I had to do the, um, the, the, the analysis on him. And so I was watching him all game. And you know, the heat map, what I showed, mm. where I said, when I kind of mentioned to Carolina, that was, that was it. That's, that's, you know what, if I was playing and that was my heat map, I'd be so happy. I'd be so happy. You're looking at somebody, like we saw Cristiano Ronaldo's numbers, Real Madrid, we saw Messi scoring every game. He can easily score. In every game I've seen him play up to this point, he can score in every single game. We're not talking about, oh, that was a chance he should have took. Great chances. Because in the first half, Palace defended very, very well. They were really structured. They had the four to five of one. And they, it was very difficult for, for City to get any kind of space. So when he was trying to make moves in between, the, they were there. Someone was there, whether it's Anderson, whether it's Gahey. And they, they, were, they were brilliant. And the balls, the final balls weren't great. And some of these runs, they just weren't giving it to him. But he kept doing them. He didn't stop doing them. And in the second half, scores a hat-trick. It would, you know... It, it's so it was so easy, and then the last one was the beauty. The last one was the one where you think that is where he'll just well, just give me. I'll do this. I can do this at any stage. It's not like people saying, "Oh, he's got to run from here. He needs space to run into." Mm. Where that ball came in, the control, the look over the shoulder, the easing off of the man. He don't fell, touch me. He the way he was holding Ward like me. a wrestling move. Don't touch me. Against the ropes, yeah, just yeah. like was, unbelievable. It, you know, the thing is, before you guys go in, it's just the excitement of him coming and then him actually coming. When's the last time we've had somebody? I mean, Ronaldo's come back, but he's like 37. And, you know, it's only Man United that's really excited about him, if I'm going to be totally honest. But everyone, you can't tell me that everyone's not excited mm -hmm. about what this 22-year-old guy can do in that team. It's scary. It's scary because when you look at a lot of players or strikers recent years that have done amazing things, Lewandowski, Benzema, mm. everyone always says stuff along the lines of the Premier League is the staple. Mm. It would have been great to see them in the Premier League. Mbappe, why has he signed that mm. big contract? Mm. It's great to see him in the Premier League. Arlen's come over, six goals, four games. Wow. And it's like his career in England couldn't have got off to a better mm. start, especially when you break it down from the community shield. Because yeah. I remember looking at how Klopp did the best by his player with Nunes, mm -hmm. you know, eased him in, did all of that. 
Haaland missed the um, the sitters, yeah, and they were yeah. like, "Ah, oh, this is England." Yeah. And, and there was that conversation about him only having what eight touches or something in yep. his, in his uh, Premier League debut, and, there, and everyone was like, "Oh, how long is it going to take?" It's yeah. going to be like Lukaku; he's yeah. not going to settle. And for someone like that, who I call like a contract killer, all he knows that it's the and you know better than anyone, mm. right? It's the, the the art form of being a striker. No matter where you're put on God's green earth, you are going to do exactly the same thing. Yeah. He's going to do that. Any he, he can play in the Bundesliga, the yeah. Premier League, we he can play that. in Tanzania. He would do exactly the same thing. Because Anywhere he, he goes, he's he going to feast. Yeah. He's going to eat. And him not scoring in that game just gave this, like, this chip on his shoulder a little mm. bit. Just a little chip on his shoulder. Say, okay, I, I, you know what? Okay, I get it now. I get it, yeah. yeah. I get it. I mean, it's also, it wasn't a case of him getting used to the league, it's his teammates getting used to him. Yeah. And Pep said that after the after the game, because he said, you know, uh, Phil has had the opportunities to cross in to, to Erlen and hasn't done it. And now he's learned his lesson. Now, yeah, I wouldn't want to learn a lesson from yeah. Pep Guardiola, no, but, whatever that lesson is. No, but the thing with it is Harlan joked afterwards too, like, yeah. oh, Phil finally crossed me. Yeah, but the thing with Phil is that you've got to remember some of the times, because they haven't had that, Focal exactly. point. It's the furthest forward. Yeah. You know, been, sometimes you look across, there's no one there. But and they're not, they're not traditionally, they haven't been for years, a crossing mm, team because no. they've never really had height in the box. Think but about Aguero. For, for, you yeah, would be crossing crosses, into Aguero. Not, not even just the crosses. If you think about every iteration of a City team in the Premier League, we had Aguero for a little bit, but and but it's always been like false nine or KDB yeah. second striker. Yeah. They've not had a focal point that says, listen, if you pass the ball there, I will score. And mm. it's like, I look at the tweets after every single match that like KDB is like, oh, it was a pleasure to assist you, Holland. Foden, <laughs> oh, it was so great to assist you. They've kind of realised, hold on. Oh, I don't have to run around anymore. I can just Honestly. play forward. Yeah. Like, I can't remember who, someone dropped to the group that saying that John Stones, I think it was Ray, should just keep pinging the yeah. ball. All moved, of this tiki taka stuff. All right. was it Ray? Ray, it was Ray, one stuff. Just go bam. Yeah, just go bam. He's, he's going to score. Yeah, but then, the, but then he can score the tap-ins too. Yes. It's ultimate. It is yeah. the, we're talking about yeah. it in the WhatsApp group today. It's Frankenstein. It's Frankenstein football because he's got everything. He's got everything. You know, I, I, <laughs> I've watched him and the, the, the thing with the Lukaku and people say, ah, oh, it's going to be Lukaku. The difference with him, why he's always going to score more and he's not going to be no... We shouldn't mention them. You can't mention them in the same breath like that. Simply because this guy's movement continually never stops. He always looks like, well, why didn't they give it to him? If he does... And when we saw, unfortunately, when we saw Romelu, there's some of the times you think, come on, man, you're not, even, you're not even making moves. You're not doing... And this guy is constantly making moves. And so we've got a team now in Manchester City, you've got such a monster up front that even if it's not going well, they can do, like we said, they could go bam, go long. They can, you know, they, they could slip it through to him or he'll sniff out something in the box because he's, the two goals, the two goals, even the header and then the one where he's just at the back post. He's thinking, he's, how is he tapping that in? How's Harry Kane? You look at these two unbelievable strikers, how they find in space. And I said it again last week, people underestimate Oh, it's Erlen Ireland. Oh, he's come over. Oh, he's tapping in from a yard. People don't see that movement. Mm. There was seven, there was seven Palace players in the box, in and around him. And then you're thinking, if somebody said, yeah, Erlen Haaland's going to be here at the back post, unmarked, you say, ridiculous. <laughs> he literally just like ghosted himself from the front Even post. Even though he's what, like six foot? Six foot what? Yeah. He's just he's slipping Thor. in. He's Thor. Thor. The only thing he didn't have on was Thor gear and a hammer in his hand. <laughs> Right, it's, he just slipped from the front post and just slowly just went back. It's such a it's such a gangster move that everybody thinks oh, he's, oh when he goes past me, someone's got him to the point where he's just gone right to the back, 
John Stones even miskicked it and he's still in the right place. But even the he's, header... That's his thing. He gets to the back post. Even the, even the movement on the header, he mm. checks his run and mm. that gives him more space. And mm -hmm. The half a yard. Just, yeah. yeah. The then you've yard. got the quality of the player on the ball. Like, you could see it because Phil Foden's ball into that bit of the box was just like, I'm just putting this in there. But right, what I'm about the... This in do you remember there? the KDB one against Newcastle? The, the, the breaking of lines through the legs. That's, yes, it's, yes, that's, that's, it's I remember human. saying it. It's it, not it human. Put it through. They're fine. They're going to find ways of putting the ball in those areas. He's just going to gobble it up because the, the movements going into the box for that header flow was unbelievable. He went left, mm. right, left. Really subtle. So keep the defender moving because that's what people don't understand. If you make a shoulder move or any kind of movement, the There's defender has move. to he has to move. So when he done that, the defender then he the defender stands in the middle. He then peels out. Then they put a beautiful ball and then bam. A yard, two yards out. It's, honestly, it was beautiful to watch. You, you touched on something, right? And for me, it's something that stood out already. So, Harlan got his hat trick. Mm. Next day, Harry Kane got his brace. Mm. And for me, what I'm enjoying already is sometimes when a new a, a new king comes mm -hmm. to the forecourt, everyone goes, you know what? I need to defend my crown a little bit. Mm. And I saw that little bit of Harry Kane in terms of you know. I'm breaking records. I'm getting closer to the mm. to the to the pinnacle of where I want to be in English football. And this this little kid's come in and he's gonna yeah. score the goals. No, no, no. I need to do that. For you, do you feel like having a Haaland in this league is just gonna raise the levels of so many strikers? Because yes. when I think about Absolutely. a lot of centre forwards, even if they're not at the top teams, mm. I saw Bamford get 17 Prem goals. Yeah. I'm seeing Mitrovic probably gonna get through double figures easily. Mm. So a lot of strikers feel like they can get goals, but seeing someone do that, it's like, you know what? If I can keep near him, yeah. I can do something Stay special. in and around yeah. him. But the same, what I like about, even you look at like Harry's goals again, Harry's right in there. We're going to see Harry coming off and doing his stuff, but Harry knows that there's another, there's another guy in the, there's another guy in the building, bro. There's, a, there's someone else in the building. Everybody's going to raise their, everybody's going to raise their game. What he's got, which I don't think Harry's got, is that pace, bro, to mm. get the ball and break that line, go through, and, and finish. Yes, Ari will get the ball, takes it and finish clinically, but this guy can run onto it. He'll be in the box. You know what I mean? He's, he himself has said he's got to, he's got to do, score more headers, you know, but at the same time, in respects of a striker um, lifting the bar. So what's so funny about this Harlem business is there's this report going out that Premier League managers are having Zoom meetings to discuss him Seriously? as a player and how they stop him and how they've never seen anything like them. No, and, stop and, it. I'm being so serious. I saw this report Operation Harlem. Yeah, Operation <laughs> Like a covert operation. It's like X-Men. Wow. Exactly. It's like we got to get how together take and him stop down? this How man. do we bring Wolverine back in? But <laughs> it just made me realise that like, I've never heard of anything like that before. And have we ever seen a player come into the league and be so scary and so you know different something. from anything we've ever seen before? No. Diego Costa when he came, I thought, yeah. But he's just a scary man. He was a scary man, but like, <laughs> he, like yeah, but he was somebody that man. every single game, he was the he was the focal point of the game. I think with Arlen, like I said, 22, I remember Musa and listening to Musa and Ryan and they're saying, this guy coming to this league, nothing's going to stop him. Nothing's going to stop him. I just, I, I feel going to City, if City don't do the Champions League now, then it's never going to happen with him because I think that in respect of expectation of somebody coming in, I think he's lived up to it up to this point better than anything I've ever seen. You know, even when he missed the goals in the community, I would say, so what? So what? That's nothing. I think that he is, you know, I think that the excitement is somebody who's coming with the big, with the big noise, 
and he's delivering the big noise and we're all seeing it. So that's why everybody's excited about him. Fan, fan, all fans are excited about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I think, but I mean, I don't support a team in the Premier League, so got, I, I don't have that fear factor. But as a, as a, as a Chelsea fan, does it also scare you though? As well as being enamoured by his talent and his ability, you're you, like, oh God, you know I don't want to face him. What's really weird is you're looking at someone and it's like, you know the Dragon Ball Z, this isn't my final form. Like yes, it's like yeah, he's not even formed yet. He's not even cooking yet. Yeah, he's he's actually mm-hmm. not even cooking. Like it's very low gas. It's just simmering a little bit. Am I am I going over the top giving him flowers? I think I've got to give him flowers because I think I think. But the thing is, how big is the bouquet going to be? Because no, it's going to no. get bigger. What's your budget for this? I think that you know what I'm just giving, giving him a rose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, maybe no, no, a couple he's, roses. He's got to get flowers, and I just you know the image of him with the flowers makes me feel like yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to have flowers. I think that he's, he's, he's so exciting. He's so exciting. You know what I love as well? His interviews. There's a, jo- there's a, um, a jovial vibe about him. But still, like we say, he's 22. And he's recognised that I'm just, I'm going to do it. I, I'm going to do everything. Mm. I'm going to do everything what people expect me to do in respect of scoring goals and winning stuff because he's just got the look in his eye. And he's got the ability. He's got everything. Somebody said he's a mixture between, who's he a mixture between? Um, what's it? I think it was Moose and Ryan. I was saying strength of sheer, a pace of Henri, like size of Zlatan, um, touch of Van Nistelrooy, and I'd say Zlatan confidence as well. I think we haven't seen the, the major confidence blast from him yet, but I think we're going to see it. And I think he's going to go to the levels of Zlatan's over the top lion bollocks and all that. You know what I mean? But we're talking about somebody who's, totally in control of his feelings, his emotions and his ability and what he's capable of. And that's why I'm going to give him the flowers. And you know what? I genuinely want him to be the monster that he looks like he can be in this league. I want him to do that. Oh, I wish we we would have tried to get him. I would have thrown every (laughs) single pound, penny, Durham, whatever currency it was to get well, Whatever him. was required. Whatever was required. I would have done anything to get City him at all over it. Bitcoin. His, you know the thing with Chelsea? Um, ETH. <laughs> you, look, you look at Chelsea and you think to yourself, I, I, I think they should have gone all out. I know he's, he's getting to the certain stage of his career for Lewandowski. Mm. They, sh- they, sh- they, should have, they should have done it. I don't know, I know, they, I don't know what's happened with Oba. Um, I don't know what's going to happen there, but you look at Chelsea and I just feel like that they need that, you know. That, you know, the Lukaku. I, I was so disappointed with that, but like they do need to find that one, and they need to go bam. Here you go, bam. But, take that uh, money, Maya. You've watched a lot of them this season. Obviously, you've been to a couple of games at Stamford Bridge as well. I feel like the fluidity of that front three, though, with Sterling, Havertz, and Mount, is still working quite well, and Sterling is slipping in and playing a bit of a, a central role at times, and then they're kind of moving from. Four three three to four four two, and it's not working terribly. I, am I crazy to say that it's not going to be the absolute end of the world if they don't get someone by the end of the week? I think the major issue Chelsea have is this: um, when Tuchel came in, this era of invincibility defensively that they would never concede has gone. Mm. So when you're playing against a team, and before it's almost like when you're playing against any major team, sometimes you're defeated before you even start. With Chelsea, it wasn't that, oh, we're going to blow you away. It's, you're never going to score past us. Mm. So if you eventually score the one goal, you're fine. Mm. But now teams know that we can concede and we can't score. So you can have all the possession and be fluid. But mm. I saw it with the Leeds game. As soon as those two chances are missed, yeah, that's fine. Mm. Put two goals past them. They're never scoring three goals. They can't do it. And I feel like sometimes having someone like Carlin, before you even 
turn up to a stadium on a Saturday. That whole defence is frightened for the whole week. You've got grown yeah, men with yeah. their families eating dinner and they're just looking at the plate. Crying. And, and their partners are saying, <laughs> no, what's wrong? Why, why are you dejected? It's like, yeah, oh, we, I, I know. he's come to town on the weekend. It's like Drogba, it's yeah. like Drogba. When we knew Drogba was coming to Arsenal next week, we know. Yeah. We're 1-0 we're down a game next week. We're 1-0 yeah. down. He's scoring. Any team who's City are going up to, to play against now, they must be, we're 1-0 down. He's going to score. I believe he can score in every, every single, single game. game. He plays. Every single game. You know, this is what I'm, I'm saying. I've, I've got on record as saying, I believe he's going to be the first one to break the five goal in a game barrier. You know, I know Andy Cole done it. I'm not sure if anyone else done it. A five. You know, there's been some fours, fives. He can do... Did you see how vexed he was when he got taken off as well? Yeah. He could could beat the Vardy record as well. I mean, City score every game. He plays every game. He could beat that Vardy record of consecutive games. I think Vardy got double... It was 11, I think he got. Yeah, something like that. And they... they, I I don't want to say they play in a similar way, but that Vardy off-the-shoulder movement is what done it for him. That I'll ghost in, so, oh man, he's scary. He's a scary guy, but flowers to him. Absolute flowers. This episode is brought to you by 7-Eleven. Cold, slurpy drinks and a hot summer day are a match made in heaven, and your favorite refreshment just got even better. Let's talk about 7-Eleven's $1 small slurpy drink with seven rewards. It's the classic frozen fizzy treat you can't get anywhere else. I'm a blue raspberry guy. Just know that about me. Know that about me going forward. Anytime there's a drink like this, I'm in on the blue raspberry. If you're feeling thirsty, feeling thirsty right now, how about going to visit a 7-Eleven valid through 1725? 7-Eleven has the right to end this promotion early, plus tax, participating U.S. stores, see app for full terms, all rights reserved. This episode is brought to you by Jiffy Lube. Cars can be a big investment, so it's important to take care of them. I once got a car that I started out with 25,000 miles on, I got it to over 200,000 miles because I took care of it. You know how you take care of a car? You take care of the maintenance, the oil, the brakes, all that stuff. And if you don't, you can have a car just completely fall apart. When your car needs maintenance, head to Jiffy Lube. They provide automotive excellence at speed. Get your oil changed, brakes checked, Tons of other multi-care services. It's all done by expertly trained technicians who actually care about taking care of you and your car. Jiffy Lube, car more. To find coupons and start an instant online estimate, visit jiffylube.com. Jedi are being murdered. Now streaming, Star Wars Returns, only on Disney+. Plus. I didn't do it, believe me. She was my student. Let me be the one to bring her in. Now she's a student of the dark side. An acolyte. Star Wars The Acolyte. New episodes Tuesdays, only on Disney+. Plus. Bad news for Scott Parker, man. A real I was, one. I, Scott and a jumper. It's one of those ones building. that... It's surprising, but not surprising at the same time. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not surprising because of what happened and what he said after the game. As soon as you hear what he said after the game, you're thinking, like, wow. It's a ticking <laughs> yeah. time bomb. Yeah, you can um, hear him. Uh, so, but at the same time, it is so soon after that defeat, you think, is it too soon? But they always looked like they were going to be out of their depth unless they made some serious signings in the next couple of days. And they've got 
arguably a worse team than they got, came up got, with. Yeah, came up with. Mm. And that is the issue, really. Like, defensively, it's a not even a very good championship team. And they've not got a lot of creativity going forward. So, yeah, but in his post-match, where he basically said, like, I'm not surprised to see this happen. It was like, like the Simpsons was. It's felt sorry for Yeah, but you, you know, him, him saying that makes me feel like, you know, he's, he's there and obviously he's on, he's on a daily basis with these guys and he could see that they're weaker than they were when they, when they came up. They're playing in easily the most ruthless league in the world. He knows his players are short. Um, Feels like a loaded comment, right? Because it's not yeah. that the dif- not just the difference being like so. You can massive. imagine him. Be- you can imagine him being in the in the ball, like speaking to the people upstairs, saying, "Listen, yeah. help we- them." Yeah, because like for someone to come out and say, "Yeah, we could probably we could get nine again." It's mm. probably what that was the one what made them upstairs say, "He's got to go." Mm. But I think that might have been it. But like, if they do, well, we're going to see that come to light. We're going to see that come to light because if something like that. Who's going in there? Who's going to change it? Who's going to build the morale? Who's going to bring the players in to stop that? Because I don't think the defence is good enough. They're not good enough. I don't think the, the goalkeeper, they're not going to. So whoever comes in, they're going to have to try and coach them to try and do it. I can't see it. I can't see where the goals are going to come from. At the same time, you look, I feel sorry for him simply because another young manager, you know, we'll probably just talk about another one in, in a second in Steve Gerrard, another young manager who's come in and he's just been fed to the walls. Mm. He has. I wouldn't say that just Stevie Gerrard has been, but like he's been fed to the walls, I think, Scott Parker, in what he's had to try and do, even with Fulham. And again, now with Bournemouth. I think Fulham, you know, we're seeing Fulham team perform to a, a really good level under a decent manager in Marco Silva and, you know, the precedent of Mitrovic and what he's capable of. But you have to put question marks over Scott Parker in that respect. But seeing him with that team, that's nowhere near good enough. I feel for him. It, it feels like they're just conceding to relegation now. They're like, that's it. Because wow, I, I know it's games. not even September, but that ju- it just feels like that is it. Because like, like, like Ian said, who is going to come in and have enough time to do something about it? When you look at the amount of money that Forrest are spending, and yeah. I think they're still going to be in trouble. That's, that's what I was going to say. We spoke about uh, it last week. The gap is closing. So if you're not even within that gap... Then it's over. It's over. And... With, with Bournemouth, it's one of those things where you look at Bournemouth as a, as a club and a lot of people say that investment needed to go into the stadium. It's not big enough. It needed to go into the team. Yes. I just feel that when you look at the situation they're in, they've probably realised, you know what, we can't turn this around in three days. If we're, if we're trying to be on Forest level and Forest will send 19 players, where, we can't be anywhere near that. And even when you, you mentioned Fulham right here, and mm. you look at someone like Mitrovic who you always thought dominate the championship can that translate into Premier League excellence? They've got a few players that, you know, Bobby Reed's played Premier League, he scored goals. They've, they've got like fundamentals to kind of move on from. With Bournemouth, we haven't seen Solanke because he's been injured, but there was always question marks about, is the championship at the right level for you? Because he didn't in the Premier League. Key for more, so, he puts so much, but that's not a striker that you can rely on for me to kind of save you in the Premier no, League. No and way. then the, 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 literally the creative hub behind them they all try it, but mm. the Premier League needs a certain ilk to to feed you. It's into another goals. level, it's and they rolled they level. rolled the dice in January in order to get up, yeah. and they risked it all. They risked FFP to get up to to the Premier League. Yep. They ticked that box, but it didn't feel like there was like a next phase of right. If we do go up, what are we going to do? Because they are quite a small club. And you can't necessarily do what Forrest have done and throw everything and risk even more in order yep. to stay up. Because if Forrest don't stay up, 
it's going to backfire massively. And I think Bournemouth are a bit wary of that and thinking, well, it's probably in our interest to cash in some of this because yeah. we've already risked quite a lot by coming no, but, up in the first place. No, but Flo, with, with Bournemouth, and how, how long were they here before? They were here for like five years, maybe? Under, Something like that. I can't Eddie remember Howell the exact. But yeah, four yeah, five yeah. Years. Four or five years, they, they, they accrued a lot of money in that time. You know, you look at some of the signings. And it, but it's just not no in their DNA to do that. Yeah, but it just, it just seems like... I just, I just feel like they, the, 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 the owners and what they're doing, there's not enough ambition to, 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 be, to become a stable Premier League club. You know what I mean? The, the way you look at, um, like how Brentford are, you look mm. at Brentford and you feel like with that manager, with that fan base, with the players that they can bring in, there was a methodology and, uh, to it. Yeah. Wolves were similar as well. Yeah. People might question it, but there was a methodology towards... I don't see it. Here, I haven't seen back. it with Bournemouth for any stage. You know, their stadium still holds 12,000. Mm. You know, it's... It, you just feel like, where's, this, where's the, the new training ground structure? Where's the, the ambition to, to build a bigger stadium? So as if they do come, they can then, you know what I mean, stay and have a go like that. You just feel like they're coming up I'm going to take that money and they're going to go again. But I think, it's, I think you can do that when you have what they had with Eddie Howe, which is a DNA that spreads across the whole club from the yes. academy all the way up, a style of play, coaches that have been together for a very long time and an identity. But then as soon as you get rid of a manager that established that over time, it would be the, I mean, Brentford have more of a transition plan, but it would be a similar situation where you've created a unit that works so well and an identity that works all the way from mm. the B team upwards. Mm. Like you can do that because you know everything is part of the, a bigger picture and a bigger plan. But as soon as you hit the reset button and get rid of a manager like Eddie Howe or, or, or whatever, then you, you, you're starting back, back to square, square one, one and you change the DNA because yeah. now their DNA is just about, was just about getting up and they tried it with Jonathan Woodgate and it didn't work. And then they went to Scott Parker and it did one. work and they had to, they had to spend a lot of money to get there. So, you, it's, they've changed the way that was successful for them. What's their, what is their, their ultimate plan? Because everybody wants to be in the Premier League. They're here. They've been here for a while. They know what it takes to be here and what it takes to stay here. They've come back and they're doing the same thing. They're not, doing, they're not, they're not buying anybody that you think, oh, they're not, built, they're not bringing anything through the academy. You think, oh, I see what they're doing. They're going to they're bring him in, blood him through, sell him for a load of money. Then, um, you know, get more players in the team, you know, regenerate and all that stuff and then go forward again and then continue to bring someone through or buy someone. What's their recruitment? What's their scouting? So you can say, oh, I see what they're doing. I haven't got a clue what Bournemouth are doing. And it looks to me like they themselves don't know what they're doing. They're going to they're, they're go down. I think they're going to go down. And it's very early to say, but on, on, on this showing, guys. It's scary. It's, yeah, it's very scary for him. Especially when you've got a, an outgoing manager who says... This, this, this can, can happen again. This can happen again. <laughs> it's like his brother saying it. They, the, the key thing they need to do is make sure that their next result, they just contain because as soon as every team's probably licking their lips and thinking, you know yeah, what? you do. Yeah, that's, that's the game that will pick up form again. They can't be that team. They can't I, be I a think, derby, I think essentially. It, the problem is, is they didn't let themselves ease back into championship football because they have got young players. Fullback Zamora, who um, was actually on QBR's yeah, books, yeah, yeah. very talented. Yeah, he's 22. Yeah. He's exactly the kind of player that you would sell on for a good a bit of money yeah. in a couple of years' time. What they didn't do is let themselves ease into championship football again yeah. and grow something and then come up and be ready because then you've given yourself time to build a team that's ready to give them the experience. They've gone up too soon because they wanted to go up and they spent 
spent money to go up, but they've come up with a team that is not, not ready, prepared. and then they're not prepared to spend money because they ha- it's, it's the it's worst. Imbalance. It's the worst of both worlds, right? If you wow. gave yourself enough time, and Brentford, they nearly got there and wanted to get there earlier. But think about how many years they had grinding and developing a Losing team that playoffs. was ready for that moment, yes. that was ready for that yes. moment, yeah. and yes. you can't you can't fake that. Mm. You can't express that. And teams that have, including QPR, it Going doesn't work out down. well. Fulham, yeah. when they you know tried to spend all the money, it mm. doesn't work. Yeah. So I think they're going to learn the lesson the hard way. And I think the fans probably know that too because they looked at what they achieved with Eddie Howe and knew that the time was right. Yeah. They came all the way up all those divisions to get there. It was progress. It was a master plan. I think Fulham have got a plan now as well, haven't I they? Th- I, think, I think Fulham have learned a lot of lessons. Mm. I still think their defence, for me, is is still too weak. I think they still need more ammo there but I think still I mean Mitrovic is just such a beast that I yeah. think he's gonna it's finally clicked for him yeah I couldn't understand what Scott Parker was doing trying to get Mitrovic to do all this running pressing around the place when you should be playing to him like he saw and I, I thought he was good against Arsenal the other day he caused a lot of problems and then he, he kind of got his goal but when you look at the way Fulham have um, attacked this Premier League with the players that they've got you, you, you do feel like a Brentford vibe about them. Okay. We well, also, I think what, even though I still think their their defence is is a little bit weak, mm. I, I respect the fact that they've come up and gone for consistency. They have a lot of hard work going. Yeah, there as well. and they've they've got they've they've added Leno to an established unit that have majority of them been playing together for a fairly long time now, and I think I think that helps. I think what would worry me about what Forest have done is although they've bought some talented players, they've bought some defensively some players from the top end of the championship and a couple that have played together before you are dropping them all in together yeah, and hoping like that's that. going to work that is a risky thing to do we've got to say we've got it for Scott you know what I mean but there's other people we've got um, worries about um, we have to say Leicester Leicester we're talking about uh, can teams. we say can we say Villa bro yeah yeah. yeah. I think Villa before Leicester um, because I saw a bit you of you think Le- Villa before Leicester I, oh, I think, think Leicester. Leicester. Leicester I think Leicester in worse shape than Villa I you do, think I, yeah, Leicester, yeah. No, I, yeah no the way they play I know they play there was some yeah but I saw signs against Chelsea even though Chelsea went down to 10 men I saw signs against Chelsea where yeah they can they can yeah but get that, I think that's bound. the problem it's is a false image there's always there's always signs yeah I am more hopeful of Villa turning a corner than I am of Leicester because I think with Leicester it's always nearly but it's never enough and that's the problem and I think I think Rogers can kind of hide behind that and I'm not saying that he needs to go but something has got to give within this situation that they've got going on because the fans at Leicester are really tired now they are really tired they keep take. conceding goals mm-hmm. in exactly the same way yeah. Yeah, and, nothing changes. Yeah. Yeah, and Dan- nothing yeah. changes and nothing changes my hot take is that because Rogers is from the managerial school and family of Jose Mourinho. He is doing the Jose Mourinho. He is, it's, it's that typical sort of, I can't push this more forward than I can. My players, my captain's left because there's been falling outs within the club. My star man can't leave because of anything. I'm not bringing anyone in. I'm frustrated with the board. I'm waiting to be pushed. I'll find mm-hmm. another job. He's, was he, what are you saying? He's trying to get himself sacked. Not sacked, but it's like he, he's, he's plateaued there. He knows that. And for me, it was like, you saw the signs of it. I remember there was a point where I was saying that Leicester have done something where they can be in a position where they can almost say that they are, in Premier League terms, better than Arsenal. 
but they didn't move any forward. They got a the new mm. training ground. They didn't move forward post that point. Mm. Vardy's how old? 35. Mm. Kelechi still can't get into the team. Harvey Barnes was injured. Comes back, looks bright. Mm. Madison looks bright. But a lot of that he's squad... Injured. He's injured again. Yeah. He might play against United. But... but it's like, they've just reached this point where the players look frustrated. Everyone wants to leave. Yeah. Fafana was dancing in his car because he's leaving. Mm. Tillemans is still probably going to try and push for a move. Mm. It's, it's, it's Madison, falling Madison, apart. You can't tell me that someone like Madison... As well, he's thinking, yeah, I, I'm going to stay to get get us through this. Man's looking to. But the signs were there well. last year. Exactly. The signs were there like a year, eighteen months ago, and I thought Rogers was going to go because it, something had to give, and I thought he was going to go first. They didn't. They didn't pull the plug, and then here here we are, still the same issues, the same the same situation, and even more players have left now. Important characters as well. And, and players want to leave. That's yeah, the thing. They don't want to stay. There's players who want to leave. I, I, I don't know what I don't know um, how it's going to pan out for them. Whereas I think that's the difference because I think Steven Gerrard still has his players. He may have lost some of the fans at the weekend who did boo, but I think Villa. Um, I think a lot of those Villa players are still with him, and I think, think Rogers. So? Can I, I say Rogers something can't there? say the same. I think a lot of those players are waiting for them to put a plug on him. As well. You think uh, with you, Gerrard? You kind of get the. You kind of get. The, yeah, you? but when you read between, when you read between the lines a bit. You kind of feel like maybe man management and you know is 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 something that they they're not happy with some of the lads with the Ollie Watkins stuff yeah. the Ming stuff Ming the, stuff yeah oh, but I think I think with him I think that there are there are enough talented players there he just hasn't worked out how to use them and I think with with Leicester I think the issue is 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 more that he actually doesn't have enough quality there to sustain what the grand plan is the with Villa that club fans, and push the Villa on. fans though the Villa the Villa fans when you read some of the comments they they can't see. They can't see the around. light. They can't see how it's going to be turned around. The, the, the tactics they're saying is in-game management, the substitutions. You know, people like, you know, like I, I read Leon, Leon Bailey's dad saying, you know, Leon Bailey, you know, somebody who was young player of the year and, you know, played, like, I think Ajax are, Ajax are sniffing around him. Yeah. Maybe now, obviously, you know, with um, Anthony going to Man United. So you've got, you know, they're sniffing around Leon Bailey, who was, who is special, a, a, mm, unbelievable player. player. Now they, Villa are not playing with wingers. So you think to yourself, well, how is he going to fit into the team? But that's, what, but that's team what I mean. If 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 Gerard wakes up from his sleeping beauty crisis, I don't think it's going to happen. I think he can he can turn it around because he's got the players there. He just needs to work out the best system for them. Whereas Rogers, they haven't signed anyone. Like Gerard has had a, a decent ish summer, and he's already got good talent within that squad. Yeah, but when you look at twenty four games, five wins, seven draws, twelve losses. And, and like I say, the fans are looking at Stevie and I feel for him because he's another one you want to do. I want Frank to do. I want the young managers to do well, Scott Parker. And it feels like when they're going through their phases where it's not going well, the noise, like the Villa's fan base are not happy. We talked but about right, it yesterday. Is it a phase though? That's the thing. That's another thing because there's phases and then there's, is this the true image of what we're actually seeing? Of what you mean? Of the managers? Yeah. And I well, think, I mean, in terms of Villa, a lot of the Villa fans are probably thinking, well, it's not if we're if we're losing more than where are any other fixtures. Maybe it's a phase, but I, I genuinely feel that a lot of Villa fans probably look at their squad, the money that they spent. They're not bad players. Mm. Ultimately, we have to have a return on investment. We have to do well. They're probably thinking, and this is my hot take: Where's Pochettino? Does, does what does Pochettino do with a Bendy and Coutinho? Does that look completely different to what we're seeing now? Because the the massive thing that a lot of people would say is that Gerard is not utilizing his best pieces. Mm. Bendia has been really good, but you just you would just feel that it's been a mess signing because you don't see enough of him. Coutinho's popped in here and there. 
Watkins looks great sometimes. I remember when they were doing the whole dynamic with him and Ings and then it was working, it wasn't working. It's because there's just so much chop and change, but no actual plan well, to do something. That's the thing we were talking about this yesterday. It's yeah. the panic. It's the panic of yeah. not knowing mm. what your best team is or the yeah. best style of play. So you keep changing it. Five different centre-back partnerships now this season already. You yeah. drop Tyron Mings and then you actually ask for him to come back because you've got long-term injuries. But I do still think if he can get, maybe it's getting the right backroom staff because I know you you know, were talking about him losing Mick Beal to QPR yeah, and yeah. the Big impact move. that's had. Perhaps he needs more support you know, in, in his backroom staff and behind the scenes in order to equip him with the right tools and experience because he is still so inexperienced. But I, I believe in him seeing the light more than Rogers because Rogers is so stubborn. He's already saying after every thing. match, exactly. He's saying, I need more bravery from my players. I mean, it's not bravery that will solve these problems where you keep conceding goals from set pieces. You yeah. don't need bravery. You just need a good, good, like, good coaching and good defensive they structure. They need to sort that defence out. Whereas but... I think Villa, I think, I think Gerard can do it. I think he can. He just needs help. He's what? he's there desperate. He's like Tom Hanks in Castaway. <laughs> like, help me, please. Someone give me a boat. The man needs a raft. On, on the flip of what you're saying, that, that, is, that is true. I just feel like if Leicester get a new manager in, their squad's tired. It doesn't change. If mm. we get a new yeah, manager exactly. in, there's so much And there's upside. not enough time in the window for Leicester to get enough players oh, no. to re-energise the squad. No. You know, because you've, you've seen... You see, like I say, I was very excited about someone like Liam Bailey. We know what John McGinn's capable of, Matty Cash. You know, we talk like players like Buendia. You know, like Stevie signing um, Coutinho was always, for me, like that's a massive, massive chance. A lot of money on a player that, you know, he's come from Barcelona with his kind of like his confidence shot. I can't even remember how many assists he's had since he's been there. Not many. You know how many goals has he scored? He started off really well and then it just went away. But it's just fallen on the flip off, side. Like Bendia's got more goal contributions than Grealish mm. since he went there. But you just don't see enough of him. <laughs> you just, just yeah, you know. I and I think the same with with Ollie Watkins. You know, if you're going to have players like Ollie Watkins, Danny Ings in it, then you're going to need you're going to need people breaking out to the wing, getting the ball in the box. So mm-hmm. these are the things that I think that the Villa fans are more upset with. Everything's kind of down the middle and people are just crowding them out. Crowding them out, winning the ball, bam, scoring. And then, you know, the confidence, you can see the confidence. They're losing confidence. The fans are now involved. They're on their backs. They're on the manager's back. I don't know how much patience the fans have got left. I do think, though, with, with, with Gerard is, is you can look to how energised and excited they were and how different they looked when he first came in. Whereas with Rogers, the issue has been so long now they are so exhausted by him it's been what over a year now of the same same situation and frustrations whereas with Gerard he's so new and there was such a refreshing air and aura to him when he first came in that I feel like you can get that back again I feel like you can get that back yeah. it's just the characters if he loses those big characters okay. and he has already kind of lost Tyrone Mings then you are done a little bit mm. we'll see how it goes we'll but see how it goes. those two teams yeah. It and if it's going to carry on like this before we wrap this, let's just go and get Tielemans, man. <laughs> I know it's kind of selfish. Go and rescue him. Yeah, let's, just leave let's just leave that there. So guys, listen, it's time to bounce. So, Mayo, it's great to see you, bro. Good to see you too, bro. And you, Flo. Good to see you. Flo, did you, did you enjoy the golf? 
Yeah, it was tiring. I'm sore today. Nice. Nice. It's golf is hard. Golf <laughs> ain't no joke. It's not a joke. You know, I thought I, I thought you was very patient with it, though. Thank you. That's yeah. all. That's all. My main goal was to keep my head down and not lose the plot. So I'm glad I, I was patient. Lesson. Sound like Gerard. Some some people some people in the room were throwing their clubs, but I won't say who that was. <laughs> <laughs> I know. We got. We've got. To, we've got to get hold of Brian with that club, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> okay, take it easy, man. Let's bounce, man. <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody. Thank you very much, my hour quadri. Thank you very much, Flo Lloyd Hughes. Thanks for thanks for listening, guys. Um, what can I say? Next week we go again. That's what we do. The grind don't stop. We look forward to seeing you again next week, guys. Take it easy. Hold up. 